Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Thursday, May 13th. I'm Sarah Reif. Last night's meeting of the Redwood Valley Municipal Advisory Council hinged on the familiar topics of cannabis enforcement, water, and how to spend the $22 million PG&E settlement. The council agreed to send a letter to the Board of Supervisors prioritizing water security, fire trucks and other equipment, firehouse improvements, and road maintenance for evacuation. Sirens and early warning systems also made it to the top priorities, as did hazardous tree removal. Chair Dolly Riley read from the letter. First and most and foremost, the MAC strongly opposes funds going to projects throughout the county as the funds should mitigate problems caused by the fire in Redwood and Potter Valleys. So far, the list of requests from around the county exceeds $37 million. The county did remove the request for $2.5 million worth of roof repair on an empty building in Ukiah, as well as a $94,000 truck for the Ag Department. But Riley is keeping an eye on possible expenditures that she believes will not benefit the communities most harmed by the 2017 fires. You know, that included repairing the airports in Little River and Covalo, that including generators for five libraries. This is why I wrote the letter, because I'm feeling like we really need to get the attention to the, the area that um, suffered the most from the fire, and that, I believe, is how the funds were intended. Former First District Supervisor Carrie Brown offered comments about a few countywide expenses that she thinks would be appropriate. We have a failing microwave system that needs to be fixed, and we also have a 911 uh, system and bunker to our Sheriff's Department. So, you know, that is countywide. It's not specific to Potter Valley or Redwood Valley, but I think it's very important for us as county residents to think about both of those. Current First District Supervisor Glenn McCordy said the board expects to hear requests for settlement money until the end of May and then use the month of June to figure out how to allocate the funds. But one priority item is not likely to be available for the coming fire season. And I would tell you one other thing about the fire engines. You just don't go down to the local fire engine car lot and pick one up. They've got to be ordered and built special for you. So that takes time no matter what. Uh, even if we were to get the money tomorrow, it would probably be a year before they could deliver one. In the year or so after the fires, council members and the disaster recovery team drafted a 40-page plan that they'd like the board to take into consideration when deciding how to disperse the funds. There is another kind of seasonal trouble that's bothering the council members, and that's the proliferation of illegal cannabis grows. They were hoping for a presentation from county code enforcement about what's being done to address it, but Patricia Risyarbro was disappointed. We were inviting Trent Taylor to illuminate us about enforcement rules that are current now. The answer that we're getting from PBS is that we will have to wait until the ordinance is firmed up and uh, they will be able to give us answers about enforcement. I would deduce from that that currently we are in a no man's land, which is also very visible on our streets and in our landscape, that there is absolutely no rule of law and no enforcement, and it's free for all Wild West out here right now. McGordy assured the council that the board is determined to fund a well-staffed program that he hopes will start making some changes as early as this season. We're restructuring cannabis to be off to its own program. We're taking on satellite surveillance. And the way it's going to work is that they will go down the list of who's got a license and who doesn't. And the ones that don't will get a letter saying, uh, essentially, we, you know, 
you're on our radar. Uh, you need to cease and desist. And if you don't, you will be fined. Code enforcement can step in and, and force them to disassemble their, their Grove. Uh, if they are really tough-looking characters, then Sheriff Kendall will get involved. We uh, also took a proposal to increase his team to be able to respond to the really bad actors. And uh, we're, we're committed to funding this and making this happen this season. Uh, Sheriff Kendall is also working with Highway Patrol to, to start cracking down on the legal water trucks. So, uh, you know, expect to see some changes. McGordy added that Humboldt County, whose model Mendocino is following, has issued sanctions of up to $10,000 a day. Rist Yarbrough was still concerned, but Sheriff Matt Kendall was confident that the new system, with its emphasis on financial penalties, will work. There is so much wild growth around us that shutting this down is going to have consequences for all of our safeties. And so I'm already thinking, how's that going to happen? Are we going to be in a war? Are we going to have to move out for a while for you to do your job? Well, how do you envision this? And, and how are we going to be in that? Let's be very blunt. These guys are not starving to death. This is greed. And when we take the profit out of it, that's when they are going to pack up and leave. I mean, these are not foolish people. Uh, these drug trafficking organizations and cartels are multi-billion dollar industries. They have marketing. They have they have accountants who work for them, you know, and when they figure out it's not profitable to grow here, they will stop. In a brief conversation after the meeting, Kendall said he's also trying to get the state to send at least three National Guardsmen to the county by this summer to help eradicate illegal grows. Guardsmen cannot arrest people or issue citations or do any of the administrative work involved in eradication. On a related note, unlicensed water trucks carrying loads of uncertain origin have triggered every seasonal anxiety there is. Drought, fire, and the implication of illegal cannabis. No water truck has been caught siphoning water from a hydrant in Redwood Valley, but Kendall advised anyone who witnesses water theft to call 911 and write down the license plate number if there is one. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.